Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bricks and Quicks. I'm Colin, and your other host, Johnny, is here with us. And the two of us are joined today by Chase from Botchen's Barbecue Sauce, recently a number one seller on Amazon, and they are making their push into brick and mortar as well. Chase is the director of Ecom at Botchen's, and we're going to talk to him today about what's going on with Amazon and the interaction with brick and mortar and how Botchen's made their way to being the number one barbecue sauce on Amazon. So welcome, Chase. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Hey, Chase. We're really excited to have you on the pod. As from a prior episode where we went into my pantry, I have your your sauce in my pantry. It's a big hit in my family. We all love it. We're always using it for basically everything. So I'm really excited to talk to you about the brand and, and how it got its start and where you're at today. So welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Yeah, really excited to hear that you've had some experience with the sauce. And, and thanks again for the shout out. The team was super excited. I think I mentioned to you before this. It circulated on our Slack channels a bit and and all the way up to the founder. We're super excited about getting that shout out. That's that's awesome. I guess just speaking of the founder, maybe, maybe you could take a couple of minutes and give the audience and Colin and myself a little history of the brand, how it got started and how you got to where you are today, just so we all know. Yeah, absolutely. It is really a pretty cool and, and unique story in that the founder, this is a multi-generational family recipe. It's something that was passed down to Justin by both his mother and his grandmother. And actually the name, the name Bachans is a Japanese American term of endearment for grandmother. And so it was kind of, that name was, was put Got in it. place to pay homage to, to the woman that taught him how to make the sauce. But Justin Gill, our founder actually was partners with his father in a, in a business. And they had a bunch of clients that every year, the family made the sauce every year around Christmas time. And around that same time they would go and they would fill these glass bottles with the sauce and, and go and pass it out to some of their clients. And their clients would always come knocking at the door, come back yeah. to the warehouse or whatever, and be like, how can I get more? How can I get more? And they didn't have more for him. And so right. Justin always had a kind of entrepreneurial spirit. And you mentioned the SFGate article. You can, if you go read that SFGate article, you can read about how Justin would always go. His grandmother lived on their property in kind of a granny flat. And she, he'd always go and like spitball ideas with, with his bachan and about different businesses. And some were good, some were bad, but he always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And so as he kind of saw people gravitate towards the sauce, he knew that this was something that he could bring to market and that people would be super excited about. So actually back in 2013, he started to kind of, he decided to go and try to formulate it, right? And make it shelf stable yeah. and package it in a way that could be brought to consumers around the country and around the world someday. But he was met, obviously 2013 was a long time ago. We founded the company in 2019. And so he spent six years really going back and forth with co-packers on what he needed to do. And he kind of got the same message from all of them. Water it down, add artificial flavoring. You got to get the cost low so that you have tons of money and margin for marketing. And he tried it. It wasn't like turned off to, to that idea, at least yet. But then once he started trying the sauces, they said that it needed to be done. It just it wasn't the same sauce and he knew didn't that taste. he wasn't, it didn't taste the same and he wasn't yeah. going to bring it. He wasn't going to bring a product to market that was based on this multi-generational family recipe and tarnish his family's name in some ways. And so he took it upon himself to really figure out how to do that. And so today our sauce is actually cold filled. It's 10 simple ingredients. There's not any added water. And he took this back to a couple co-packers and they said, look, your ingredients don't matter. Once again, kind of the same story. And so he found co-packer that would work with him with his strategy. And it's funny because 
again, that, that co-packer told him that his ingredients don't matter. And if you look at our site and our bottle today, one of our strongest taglines is our ingredients matter. And we think, love that. They def- we think they yeah. definitely do. It's great to have that nice, simple, simple ingredient list. So clean. And I think that really comes through in the taste and the quality. So good on for him for, for sticking with it. I mean, six years is a long time. Just keep going back at it, trying to get it right. And it's clear it's working out well. So that's a, that's a great story. And now Colin, you want to chat about Amazon or what's going on there? Yeah, absolutely. So we were just chatting before we uh, hit the record button about some recent happenings at Amazon and, and the interaction with some brick and mortar chase. So you guys have run into a little bit of a snag. And I think this is, this is really good for everyone listening to understand how brick and mortar can interact with e-com and what can happen on Amazon. So Chase, could you maybe take us through what, what you guys are working through, I guess, right now, where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll first set the stage with the fact that, like I said, we were founded in 2019, pretty much dead into COVID. Not that COVID was the only reason that we took a direct to consumer kind of strategy from day one. I think it's probably pretty common for most new brands to kind of start down that path, but we very much did. And and COVID made us double down on that strategy really. And through that, we put a lot of efforts into it and we were lucky enough to see our brand new Japanese barbecue sauce climb the, the rankings on Amazon within the barbecue sauce category. And for the last year, I would say there was a few times even before that when we had kind of different marketing initiatives that we would reach that number one spot. But for the past year, up until about two weeks ago, we were the number one selling barbecue sauce on Amazon. And for obvious reasons, that has a lot of positive impacts on the business. And and it has really helped with retail and, and some other aspects as well that we can talk more about. But as it relates specifically to Amazon and losing that number one spot over the last two weeks, it is actually directly tied to our brick and mortar business. And so we've had a lot of success scaling into some of the bigger box retailers like Target and Whole Foods and Kroger and, and Costco, as you mentioned. And Amazon is very competitive with a lot of those, but a few in specific and Target being one of them, their algorithm will actually scrape Target's website and other websites for pricing comparison. Yeah. And our pricing at Target is $8.99, where on our direct website and Amazon, we offer free shipping and we sell it that, that sold for $12.99, which has some of those other costs built into it, right? And so there's no way that we can sell a single bottle for $8.99 with Amazon FBA fees and everything else that goes into that. And so yeah. for that reason, our buy box was broken and And what that means is that rather than having an add to cart button, when you go to the Amazon listing, if you go look at our original 17 ounce bottle, you'll see that the only option there is to, there's a button that says see all buying options. When you click through there, you are able to purchase through Amazon. But as you guys can imagine, the typical Amazon shopper is there and expecting to see a prime badge and two day shipping and an add to cart button or a buy now button where they take two clicks. And so our sales have dropped off fairly dramatically on that original flavor. And that specific sauce has dropped down in rankings. And so this is something that we were expecting to happen and and building strategies around it. There are some really clear cut ways on how this can be avoided and how we can kind of navigate around it. And so the, the direction that we've really taken is to focus more on our bundle packs for the original flavor. And then while we still can maintain the single bottles for our other flavors, we do have a hot spicy version, a use and a gluten-free. Our strategy has really been put an emphasis on those and put an emphasis on the bundle packs where we don't have that price comparison. Yeah. Great to hear that you guys are like, you have some strategies around it. Uh, The bundle packs, I mean, on Amazon is such a great way to get product out there, create more listings with your same product portfolio. 
Are you guys looking at like a different size also in addition to bundle packs? I know that's, that's common like pack strategy, right? And say in grocery, you have where you said your 17 ounce bottle and maybe online is like a 24 ounce bottle. Is that something you guys are looking at also? It is, it is something that we take a look at and I wouldn't say that it's completely off the table, but we, one of our kind of brand pillars is simplicity in the business. And one of the big things that we've been able to be really successful with is, is supply chain. And that's helped us really kind of navigate through the current brick and mortar world and, and through e-com and never being out of stock. And a lot of, a lot of brands are, and there's a lot of voids on the shelf at retail. And we've been able to kind of fly and fill those voids because of our supply chain. And so for that reason, we really tried to steer away from creating a new pack size. And therefore, the only other real option that we have is to focus on our bundles. And that's the direction that we've decided as a company to head. Yeah. How, how are you approaching those bundles? Is it something you guys do or do you have a third party or what's your approach there? Yeah. So we actually, originally when we launched Amazon, we were working with an agency that was helping us kind of navigate those waters. We've since brought in-house our single bottles because the prep is to be fully transparent, the prep there is fairly minimal, but we did still stay, we did still keep our bundle packs with the third party. And so we work really closely with them to work through some of the advertising, share kind of what we're having success with and what they're having success with and compare notes. And we found that as a really good way to, to scale. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a couple couple brands we're working with is also use an outside agency for those packs because, I mean, it is labor intensive, right? Um, it is. Yeah, it's it, it's costly. Yeah. And it's just a ton of work and a ton of space. It's a lot of volume, right? We're pushing a lot of volume. And so to be able to manage that in-house at our, at our warehouse is something that would be a big challenge. But that's also something that we consider kind of on a daily basis is, do, you know, do we bring do we bring those back in-house? As of right now, we haven't made that decision yet. In terms of the Amazon question around them price comping across all the different websites like Target.com, Walmart.com, and et cetera, is there a way, I know you're not considering like a bigger a bottle, but could you go the multi-pack route instead of having a variety pack of like three flavors? Could you just put three of your original in there? Would that get around the Amazon problem or, or are they going to actually take it down to the per bottle price point? I think it's really uncommon for them to take it down to yeah. the per ounce price. So we today, we do have the variety packs where you can get a hot and spicy and original or all three flavors or all four flavors, but we do also have two, three, and six packs. And so the two, three, and six packs are really where we're focusing our, our efforts. Yeah. The other cool thing about being number one on Amazon is that retailers really look at that as like a badge of honor as well, right? And so yeah. we've had a lot of success and we've had a lot of penetration and distribution of our original flavor. These newer flavors are, they're a little newer. And so the adoption has been, we haven't been adopted. Like target.com, for example, isn't carrying our hot spicy. So one other kind of effort that we're really putting in is kind of using this as, hey, we know eventually Target's going to bring hot spicy and yuzu and gluten-free in, and we're going to have the same problem. But in the meantime, let's make those number one and kind of force their hand to to have to kind of bring us in and show them that, hey, look, original sales are great, but our other yeah. flavors can outsell these other brands as well. Yeah, these the second flavor and third, they still are warrant space on the shelf, right? And so it's great that you can use Amazon yeah. to help that selling story. I want to talk a little bit about the brick and mortar strategy. I know it's not your domain since you're the director of e-com, but what is it like internally when you're working with the other sales managers? How do you as a, as a company or as a sales team plan across all these channels? What's your input? How do you guys think about it overall? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we started direct to consumer. And so a majority of our marketing advertising efforts were digital and they yeah. remain digital today. And I think where a lot of brands mess up is that they pit these two teams against each other. They say, okay, e-com, you need to grow. 
hey, great, the wholesale distribution, you need to grow and don't talk to each other, just go out and compete against each other, right? And so we don't take that approach at all. I work hand in hand with our VP of sales and a lot of our, I don't want to take anything away from our sales department, but a lot of doors have been opened by our digital marketing, right? And so we've had retailers, we've had buyers from these retailers reach out and say, hey, I saw an Instagram ad. And then I went and looked at Amazon and saw that you guys were number one. And I'd really like to to take a look at this product. And so it has opened doors. And obviously, from a consumer acquisition standpoint, we've been able to acquire a ton of consumers. And those consumers happen to shop at all these other retailers as well. So our, our goal really has always been to be a pantry staple. And that's not going to be done by selling purely direct to consumer. And so we've really taken this probably overplayed word, but this omni-channel approach to how we look at things and how we can keep marketing advertising budgets fluid across the entire business rather than keeping them real siloed. Yeah, it's so smart to do that, right? Because I mean, it's great that you have this awesome e-commerce business, but when you think about brick and mortar and the grocery channel and mass, there's just so many stores there, right? And so it quickly starts building up. And so a lot of the brands that that we work with, yeah, they've got some Amazon business, they've got their D2C site, but a lot of the growth, once they get up to say $50 million and above, is just continuing to go door to door and break into the grocery channel. So it's great that you guys are working together. I think that's really important because... You're all on the same team, right? You just wanna you wanna sell more of this barbecue sauce and get it into more into more uh, consumers' pantries, which is the goal. A- absolutely, absolutely, and it goes both ways, right? Like consumers are discovering products in these brick and mortar locations yeah. as well. Like really, Costco is a huge driver of that, right? Of that kind of discovery. And one thing that we have done strategically to make sure that we can kind of maintain that growth across all channels is product offering, right? And so there's different things that you can get on the website that you can't get at retail, whether that be a half gallon or single serves or some of our mm-hmm. merch, or we offer a family of sauces, which is all four all four flavors. And so there's, there's a bunch of stuff that we offer on e-com that you can't get at retail today. And then obviously the same thing on Amazon as well. So just yeah. trying to kind of diversify product offering across those channels. Yeah, we were we were chatting with Drew from Intelligems yesterday about some of this interaction between DTC and brick and mortar. And he was mentioning how like the brick and mortar space is such a good space for someone to come and bump into your product. So it's like it's hard to find a product online because there's there's a lot of websites out there. <laughs> but like you come into the store, you see the product, you try it, you like it, you go to the site to learn more, and then maybe you start like trying the flavors and the family packs. Or going the other way, right? You, you Maybe you interact with it online the first time and then you end up in the store and you bump into it and you're like, oh yeah, I did need more sauce. So that, I know omni-channel is kind of a word that's out there all the time, but there's a lot of flow back and forth. And when, when the two channels are working together, like you said, instead of trying to fight with each other, there's a lot of efficiencies to be had there. So yeah, I'm really happy to hear you guys are talking about it like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the one real big thing that that e-com offers to that shopper experience is reviews, right? We have tons, we have thousands mm-hmm. of five-star reviews on our website and shoppers are able to be in a retail location, discover a new product that they maybe never heard of, look it up on online and then see all these kind of rave reviews about the product. And that, d- that definitely helps kind of convert that customer at retail. And there's other other ways to leverage and syndicate those reviews out to these retailers as well, which kind of can help jumpstart their presence online as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then just the information, like all the family story that you can, you can share that with the consumer on your website, right? That's hard to do 
in the five seconds you have of attention at the shelf. Totally. That's something we talk about all the time is how do we continue to tell this story as we get further away from it? And to your point, there's just not enough time at retail to tell the story. So how can we connect with that consumer online and make sure that we continue to tell that story? Because it, it is what has seemingly resonated with consumers the most. And it's something that we never were going to shy away from. We try to be as authentic as possible. So we really tell that family story. And, and Bachans brings family together is our our slogan, our tagline, our mission, if you will. And so we really, really lean into that. And then do you guys have, again, this is more stuff from chatting with actually someone yesterday, but do you guys have like a QR code or anything on your bottle? I don't have one with me right now, but to like link people to the website. So if they were shopping and wanted information, they can go that route. We just recently made that change. Yeah. <sighs> nice. Okay. So some, some bottles, yeah. I mean, you may not see it yet, but it will be kind of rolling out over the next couple months here. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the power of a DTC website too, right? You get to talk to your end consumer, which every other channel you don't. And so that's why when we, we talk to brands about selling on e-commerce, it's not just Amazon. I mean, Amazon, you're selling it through them to the consumer. When you sell and you ship it right to them, you get to talk to them. You could put material in there. You can put stuff, try samples. You get their emails. You get all that information now, which is a, is a powerful tool from a marketing perspective. So your website's beautiful. We talked about it in the past. It was a great shopping experience when we went on there. So keep up the good work. Could you tell the listeners maybe where to go and buy in retail and online? What's What are the go-tos so people can go and try this? Yeah. So shameless plug, since I'm the e-com director, go to botchons.com, B-A-C-H-A-N-S.com. But you can also find us on Amazon. We're in Target, Costco, Broger, Whole Foods. I mean, we're in, I think 70, we're probably coming up on 8,000 doors across the country, Safeway. So yeah, there's endless amounts of places. And if you do want to find a store near you, you can go to botchons.com and click find us in the top navigation and, and search for a store and there you can search and filter by by flavor as well if there's a, a specific flavor that you want to try. And then how much does shipping cost on your website when people go there to buy it? Shipping's free on the site. Always? Always free. I'm looking at go. the tagline, shipping free always. I love that. <laughs> Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Chase, thank you so much for the time. Really loved hearing about the brand and the success you're having. I love the product, so I keep it up and, and best of luck. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Chase. Awesome. See ya. Bye-bye.